Welcome to another episode of Bronco Busters, a podcast sharing the stories of women and queer people in pro wrestling. My name is Erin. Earlier this year, the pro wrestling industry went through its own Me Too movement in what came to be known as the Speaking Out movement. Numerous allegations of abuse and sexual assault rose to the surface online, prompting survivors to tell their own stories. The abuse was prolific and widespread, and happening right on our doorstep. In part one of this roundtable, I speak with three performers from the local wrestling scene, Zena, Avery and Candy Lee. We unpack and address some of the systemic cultural issues that create barriers for women and queer people in the industry. If this brings up anything for you, you'll find relevant support in the show notes of this episode and on our website. Today with me, uh, we have three wonderful women um, who are rising stars and leading the way for Australia and New Zealand's wrestling scenes. And they've all been vocal in some way or another um, in showing their support for change during this time as well. So first up, I have from Geelong, the reigning MCW women's champion and one third of the Brat Pack, Avery, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. I'm well. It's good to see you again. Um, next from Sydney, she's one half of Lux with Kingsley and a two-time FWA women's champion. Hello, Zena. Hey, thanks for having me here today. No worries. Thanks for being here. And finally, from Auckland by way of Samoa, a former PWE women's champion, Maniacs New Zealand pro wrestling cha- women's champion and IPW New Zealand women's champion. That's a big list. <laughs> Candy Lee, how are you? Hello, hello. It's cold. <laughs> it's so cold, isn't it? It literally just started raining as I turned on my laptop and I was like, this is great. This, this is the perfect environment to record a podcast. Wonderful. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, with introductions out of the way, um, I wanted to take this moment to check in with all of you. Um, obviously, we've had a lot of um, really intense and emotional things coming to the surface in the last few weeks in the wrestling industry regarding allegations, as I said earlier, of sexual assault, abuse, both physical and emotional, that's been quite rampant in our industry. Um, how are we all feeling? Uh, Zena? I might start with you. How, how are you feeling in yourself right now? Um, for a couple of weeks, I haven't really known how to feel. It's been like a mixture of exhaustion and like I'm tired of it and I'm sick of it, but I still love wrestling. So I'm like in that bubble where like I don't know how to feel about everything surfacing right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's me right now. Yeah, it's hard to put words to it. I know for me, at least, it's been, as a fan, you know, um, and as as someone who's got friends in the scene, it's really heartbreaking, but not at all surprised, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Leilani, how are you? Um, I don't, like, mentally, I don't feel, like, I don't know how to use words properly. Um, I don't know, it's just all really stressful and overwhelming and, like, I've been like real upset about what's happening and I've like lost a lot of motivation when it comes to wrestling over the last few weeks. Like, I mean, ever since like COVID hit, like my like mental state hasn't been all there when it comes to wrestling. Like, 
so yeah the, like the whole movement just made it even more worse and like yeah i don't know yeah it's a pretty rubbish time with if you think about covid as well i totally understand that um and avery how are you um i'm i think for now i'm good as in initially i like when the whole like everything started to come out i was just angry and frustrated and there's no really place to vent that anger and frustration <laughs> but like it was just yeah i think i was just extremely angry for a long time it took me a while just to like step back and start to like listen and just try and stay out for people instead of just venting my anger about it but yeah i mean I think I'm all good, like, as in now, like, taking a look at the situation, it's good that, you know, these things have been brought to light. So I feel relatively, I mean, okay about it. Yeah, that's interesting as well that you mentioned that, um, you know, not having a space, I guess, to vent your anger and that frustration at first initially maybe, but um, have you been surprised at all by any of the reactions in your circles, like here in Melbourne in particular? Um, no, not really in Melbourne, to be honest. I feel like everyone in Melbourne's been pretty supportive and very um, understanding. They, you know, I think most of my anger was towards those who immediately went to questioning instead of listening. And, but I think, yeah, I mean, I live quite a while out of Melbourne. I haven't really seen anybody for a long time. So I can't say I want to want to caught up with many people, but um yeah, I think Melbourne's been pretty good about accepting it. Like, there's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of, um, yeah, things in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's been my experience for, for the majority. But, yeah, there's definitely still some work to do, but which I'm sure we'll get into. How about you, Zena, in um, Sydney? How have people been reacting and has everyone, everyone been generally supportive? I've also taken, like, a step back from wrestling at the moment. Um, I've been working on myself so I haven't been keeping in contact with a lot of people right now but I know promotions will be making a change going forward I hope they act on it from what everyone's been saying on social media so that's one thing that needs to come to light for the actual change to happen and just not all talk on social media at the moment um yeah that's all I can say <laughs> yeah that's there's a lot of talk going on um, Candy, how have things been in New Zealand? I know that I guess the scene in particular there has like, I don't know, been really vocal, especially with connections to the UK scene. Um, yeah, what's 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 it been like? Um, it's been like, um, like for the most part, a lot of people uh, like have been supportive when it comes to the cause and like also wanting to implement change and stuff, but like. I don't know because like some people will, will show face value on social media but then in real life they're just like they don't actually care so like I don't know it'll be interesting to see who actually stick to by what they um by what they say in terms of like wanting to see change but I do believe that there are going to be some serious changes it won't like happen overnight but hopefully like people like actually mean what they say because I feel like a lot of companies and people um tend to like want to show face value more and not like they feel like they just have to say something because everyone else is saying something so hopefully people are saying something but actually like sticking to what they've put out there because 
I feel like with the way that everyone wants to see change, I feel like accountability is going to be so like huge like going forward so if you don't adhere to what you like put out in your statements then obviously you're going to get caught out for it and I feel like this movement is so good for that because like I feel like more people are going to be brave enough to speak out when they feel like people aren't being accountable for their actions and stuff so yeah so I just hope people stick to what they've put out there yeah it's it's a big thing isn't it like the whole chasing clout online and it's so easy as well to like just throw a hashtag on something and then all of a sudden you're you're one of the good guys is something that I've been encountering a little bit um I guess just for context obviously this is all happening at a time in the world where there's a lot of movement towards this like deconstruction of what it means to be a a woman or a marginalized person in our society and we have what's happening is like really reflective of the Me Too movement. Um, and I know like for me, I work in the radio industry. So I see this sort of conversations happening in those spaces as well alongside this. So it's all a bit overwhelming. It's like, it's all coming to a bit of a head, but um, I think the unique thing with wrestling and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this guys, but the the fact that it is built around this kind of like secretive space and this bubble that it of protecting each other and protecting um, the integrity of wrestling often I feel perhaps maybe creates this environment where this sort of behavior that we've seen come to light does run rampant. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that at all? Whether it's like something that occurs more in the wrestling scene because of how secretive wrestlers have to be and performers have to be in that space? In terms of like a boys club? I guess so. Yeah. Like um, we can link it to that for sure. I guess it's a, a kind of like a thing of protecting the boys in some ways, isn't it? Like, um, it's I think not even like a boys club, like, like on Twitter, like victims were coming out with stories and then we had friends coming out with stories, like, you know, with something positive about the named like assaulter, like, mm. Like, I don't know how to put it in words, but, like, it's disappointing to see that people would go out of their way to defend their friends and their friends have been labelled victims. I mean, assaulters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Hard, the people find it hard to believe that someone can be uh, someone abusive behind doors but really nice to their face. But because they're really nice yeah. to, you know, their mate's face in, out in public, they're like, oh, he's a great guy, he's great, or she's a great girl, you know, they're great people, you know. That kind of, I understand that mentality, but yeah, with, and then, you know, behind doors, they're an absolute piece of shit. I know many people who, you know, treat men and yeah. women very differently. Like some people treat women very differently than they treat their mates. Yeah. And even like with the whole movement going on, like they just went against the movement. Like if they have something yeah. nice to say about their friends, just to wait till the movement's like, you know, settling down or like inbox them or like, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, like, the movement. I think that goes back to what you were saying about like a boys club protecting each other because I feel like in the past when it comes to wrestling there's a history of that like like unspoken rules of like if you're friends with someone like you protect them and stuff like I understand the whole mentality about protecting the business and like not letting like things in terms of like 
matches and whatever, like protecting kayfabe, I guess, to fans. But then my thing is like, I feel like there's protecting kayfabe, but then there's protecting your friends from being like rapists and pedophiles. Like, I don't, I feel like that's where people should have like drawn a line in terms of protecting like wrestling or whatever they're trying to do. Totally what I'm getting at, yeah, is that it's like because we protect the kayfabe, we are also protecting the structures that are in place to make that happen and hierarchies within the industry. And as a result, yeah. we see that like in the Me Too movement as well, that people who are in power are being protected because their their friends want to protect them and think that they're good people. Yeah, and that's like the whole thing about with like in the past that like you have to like that whole thing about um, respecting veterans, especially in the uh, like in the wrestling business. Like, oh, you, they're like uh, whatever vet, they've done all this, and you just think like you can't speak up against that because like you're either a rookie or you're just new in the business. So you're like, oh, but that guy's got so much respect behind him. So I feel like if I say something, I'm gonna get blackballed. Um, I won't like get booking. So I think that's why this whole boys club mentality is passed down through like generation I guess yeah for sure that that kind of leads me um Candy into my next point is that a lot of the cases that we're hearing about are from um reflections of people particularly women when they've just joined the business or they're training or they're breaking in for the first time um and we see that abuse of power happening at that level and I know like we've had these conversations, I guess, about like what it's like getting started in the business as a woman. And it's from what I've been told, it's really difficult because you have to prove yourself an extra level on top of the guys. But what's it really like getting started in the business? I feel like we don't, obviously with all these stories coming to light, there's a lot that we haven't talked about. Um, maybe I'll start with Avery this time. Um, yeah, what, what is it really like getting started in this business? Um, I think it's like everyone's experience getting started in the business is completely different. Like every company you start at is completely different. Um, personally, I started at a really shitty company, like a really bad company. Um, they gave me no rights to my character, my what I would like to do. They would pair me only with girls because the boys might get the wrong idea if they touched me during training. Um, but in the same breath, you know, they were so pedantic about, you know, keeping girls separate and being very dividing gender. Um, and, you know, girls not allowed to touch boys with the same breath. Um, some of the trainers would, you know, then hit you up afterwards and you were 16 years old. And you're like, oh, my God, no, a boy's talking to me. Like, it's, I had a really shit experience getting into it for the first two years until I realised that I could leave. It's very much ingrained, engraved in my brain that, you know, if you left, you would announce nothing. You were at the best company there. You know, if you went anywhere else, you'd, you'd announce nothing. I'm very glad I left now. So looking back, but... um. Yeah, I think everyone's experience is completely different. My experience was horrible because the company I started at just did not respect women. They looked at us like a whole different species. Um, you know, it's, it's not nice. It was horrible. But once I left that company, I really started to explore. I Don't get me wrong, I did come across some dickheads, but I think majority of the people I came across in wrestling then, you know, were helpful and supportive and lovely. So I, I did have a lot of great experiences after that. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Avery. Um, Zena, what about you? Did you have um, any particular, I guess, like, yeah, difficulties? And you don't have to be explicit about anything, of course, but, um, what, yeah, what was it like breaking in for you? And, you know, you're still quite 
earlier in your career in some ways and you've had to take some time yeah. back now but um yeah how how does that feel to you does that resonate with you that experience um training with me has always been fine I think having a supportive female wrestler that's like taking training and is on top of the leaderboard really helps other female wrestlers coming into training um we're always taught to treat each other equally at training men and women so that's like fine with us but like when I first started I haven't shared the story with anyone but there was not a veteran like he was around for a while he sent me like dick pics and would call me and would message me and I had just started training I think it was like six months in and then I approached some of the wrestlers. I'm like, oh, look who's messaging me. Look at the dick pic. Like, and everyone laughed it off where someone actually got the dick pic and made it into a smiley face, like drew a diagram around the dick pic. So like things like that weren't taken seriously back then. So being in wrestling for four to five years now, it's just something that like, you know, we had to deal with or it's like a normal thing like to do or like happen to us. That, um, yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that I'm so sorry that happened to you that's like fucked up um but the thing is yeah like you just said it's kind of it's, it's the norm and I'm using quotation marks that you're expected yeah. to just cop that sort of shit um Candy how about you um I feel like I my situation is different to everyone because like like being trans and stuff so like um when I was looking for a school to train at um, the promotion that, like, I call my home promotion at the moment. Um, when I emailed them and stuff, they were all for it, but then I felt like it, it isn't me to not be, like, to tell people about, like, me being trans and stuff. So, obviously, I mentioned it to them, and the people in charge at the time were like, um, um, we'll get back to you. So, I was just like, oh, okay, it doesn't sound promising. Like, why do you need to, like, have a meeting about someone? being trans to like start but it's whatever um I hadn't heard from them for like weeks so I just like reached out to them one day and I was like um I haven't heard from you guys like so what's happening and he just replied straight away saying oh um I've talked with everyone in management you're good to go blah 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 and yeah so I started and like I'm naturally like a shy person and I've got like I get like shy around meeting people and I have like anxiety and stuff. So I was really nervous um, starting out and stuff. But I talked to one of the trainers and he made me feel comfortable and stuff. But like they assured me that um, only people in management knew about me being trans and stuff because I really wasn't comfortable with just telling like random strangers that about it as well. So I was just like, yeah. But then apparently like as time gone, um, went on and stuff people were telling me oh yeah everyone knew because one person told one person and they told the wrong person and then it just spread and then it's just like things like that in wrestling is like never protected it's like you can't really open up to people because even some people at the top you think they have your back like don't take things seriously like people I feel like when it comes to wrestling like even people in management they don't treat wrestling like any other like organization like it's not treated like a workplace where like you um like um import sexual harassment things or teach people about what's wrong and right 
So when people in management just talk about your business, I just feel like that stuff's so normalized that that's why a lot of what's happened happens because no one really takes it seriously from the top. But and also with the whole being new in wrestling, especially as a girl, like even I was like, when I was new, there was this thing called vulture culture where like apparently every time a new girl comes to the rookie class, all the guys were swarming like vultures apparently. And then they all messaged this new girl and to see which one of them like gets it in, I guess. But like, I felt like I didn't really get that. But then when I look back, I kind of did because a lot of the guys did start randomly messaging me and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, so like, I'm like, why is this so normalized, this whole vulture culture situation and why are we all laughing about it? Like, so I feel like for years, things in wrestling aren't or weren't ever taken seriously. So that's why this whole, when the speaking out movement thing came out, I'm just like, I'm like kind of not as surprised or shocked because when you think about it, most of the people at the top don't like put their foot down and like put in place policies to protect um like girls especially especially new girls because like for me to come in and then hear about oh vulture culture you know when like if a new rookie comes along especially a girl all the guys flock to her like when I heard about that I was just like that's so weird because me being trans I'm like not used to male attention like that so like I felt like oh that was just a whole weird thing to me because so when like my situation happened to me and like upon reflecting back on it I was just like oh okay that like I did kind of experience it but I just I'm just so used to not like experiencing that so so yeah I kind of understand about that whole starting off as kind of like yeah yeah. yeah. I hear you. It's tricky. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing. I feel like we can, I feel like there's a lot to unpack there, especially regarding like um, trans issues and trans awareness. So I'd love to come back to that um, in a moment. But I guess first, another thought for you, Candy, is that this is something um, I've had conversations with other girls in the business as well about the idea of not wanting to be called a women's wrestler or yeah, I'm just a wrestler. There's this idea thought and I want to know what everyone's thoughts are on that because I know Candy you have that um, particular affinity for the divas and likewise we've shared that um, interest together Um, and there's a lot of people in the community who like looked up to the divas and want to reclaim that moniker in a lot of ways do you think it does more harm than good to say oh I, I don't I just want to be seen as a wrestler because I don't know this is my thinking and I'm keen to hear what you guys have to say but if if we do say oh, I'm just a wrestler, then women just kind of get lumped in with the rest of the pack and the people who, if we need that protection, get it because we're just supposed to go along with what the boys are doing and just assimilate in that way and just be one of the boys and cop things like abusive behaviour and manipulation. Um, yeah, Candy, what are your thoughts on that? Um. For me, for me personally, I actually like prefer being referred to as a woman's wrestler because especially being a trans woman, I feel like it's more reaffirming for me and like my experiences in my life in general. Like 
Like, I understand why women want to feel equal to, like, their male counterparts and stuff, and I am all for it, and I'm all for equality and stuff. But for me, personally, I feel like with my journey as, like, because um, in society, people don't see me, like, like, they downplay trans people anyways, and they see us, like, as not visible. So for me, women, being called a woman's wrestler or, like, using that, it's like so empowering to me because I'm like, oh, that's just reaffirming to me and that knowing my place as a woman. Because if you just take that away, I feel like you just open up like um transphobia from fans because like you know how fans are like their mindsets are like so black and white these days most of the time. So for me, like this isn't just me personally. I like I don't mind like whether like the my um. The other girls in wrestling want to be just called wrestlers like you be all that but like i me personally i find it reaffirming for myself and like yeah so i don't mind it yeah um avery um i wanted to ask you because your character is is very like um very like feminine sexual character and you really embrace that in in your work and everything that you do in the ring um and i i, I want to ask you how like obviously that you would experience backlash to that right like as candy was saying fans can be a bit black and white and gross yeah. um what are your what's your thoughts then around the whole women's wrestling and the fact that yeah you can i don't know i know that you have opinions on this so i'll let you take that I, away i don't think i have like a very strong opinion on that i think i'm a re- like yes i'm a wrestler but technically i'm a women's wrestler as well and if just kind of stand up and say i don't want to be called a woman's wrestler i want to be called a wrestler it's like the word woman isn't bad it's not a bad word the word woman is great women are great like i don't know i feel like that it shouldn't be an insult like oh i don't want to be a woman's wrestler i want to be a wrestler it's like you can be both <laughs> you can you can wrestle and be a woman like how is being a woman an insult how is that you know i don't want to be defined as this like it's not an insult if anything you should be like fuck yeah i'm a woman's wrestler like you should be proud you should embrace that yeah for sure Zena, what do you think i think avery covered it with me too <laughs> i'm like on the same boat as her like it's not an insult if people want to call you a woman's wrestler go for goal mm. Yeah, I feel like that kind of comes from this, like, thinking of, like, you know, when we they had the whole movement towards, you know, serious technical wrestling and um, th- when wrestling kind of started to pick up in the mainstream, it became, yeah, it became embarrassing to be a diva or to have that, like, sexualized character and to use that to your advantage um, in some circles at least. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel really, Avery, I love your character so much and I feel so empowered every time I watch you in the ring. So that, it just means a lot to me to be able to see, you know, a strong woman who embraces her sexuality in that way. Yeah, you have like the energy, Avery. I wish I had that energy sometimes. Ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. There is no chance. <laughs> it's like nothing to be like ashamed of or like... I don't care what people say. <laughs> it's the energy that I wish I had. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I have a lot of fun. Yeah. This, this leads me into, I guess, another idea or, or way of thinking that exists in this space. And it's the whole pull up your bootstrap, yeah, um, pull up your bootstraps mentality rather of like, I don't know, just get on with it kind of thing. And it, I feel like that encourages hazing in a lot of ways. And then we get this 
additional layer of backstage bullying and things like that become really normal because yeah you just have to get on with it um obviously that needs to change in my opinion but but what do you guys think what's your experience of that being told to pull up your bootstraps I can honestly um, say I've never heard that saying before. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've never heard that. <laughs> well, that's probably a Same. good thing. That's probably a good thing. But I get the intent with what you mean. Like, I'm sure, like, we've experienced it, but with not exactly that saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really totally get what you're saying. Yeah. I guess like, I get what you mean. Clear. It's like hazing, right? It's often a result of that mentality of like, yeah, you just have to push on with whatever you're receiving. And it kind of feeds into what you've all been saying is that you receive like comments or messages or things that are, you know, inappropriate, but you kind of just have to like, even just like things that aren't so overtly inappropriate, but like, just like subtle bullying that makes you feel small um, that happens backstage and it's like a result of the hierarchies that exist backstage of like you got to respect the veterans and um <laughs> yeah i think yeah or like the whole the whole like um the golden boys of like the promotions or whatever country or whatever scene they're from like oh that's like you know like jocks in high school like oh there's a jock there's a popular girl blah blah blah, blah. like i get that whole thing because like i feel like I don't really play into like clicks and stuff like that. I just like to be open and like as friendly as possible to like everyone because like I know what it's like to be judged because obviously because of who I am in society and stuff and I know what it's like to be bullied for who I am like especially in high school and stuff so like I don't know because like my thing is like oh my god you guys are like high school was like years ago for some of you guys some of you are almost 30 how are you still behaving like you're in high school like I don't know were you bullied in high school or something were you a loser that's why you feel like because you're in wrestling now and you have some notoriety you're like oh my god I'm gonna abuse this power like I feel like that's where a lot of these um golden boys um mentality comes from and they're like the root of why they do this um the things that they do to people like they think that oh okay we got some like we're good at we're good wrestlers so we're allowed to like treat people who we don't think are on our level like like shit basically and I feel like that mentality is what's a big problem in wrestling like I know speaking out was about like like the sexual assaults happening and stuff but also I feel like um like stuff like bullying and just treating people like shit because you think that they're less than you and like needs to change as well yeah that do you guys have any um Avery and Zena do you have any other thoughts on bullying in the industry yeah I mean like within wrestling you you need to have thick skin there's no absolutely no doubt about that because a lot of how you improve comes from constructive criticism so, like, when you're starting out in the business, are you generally, you get, like, hazed, and that's not right. Like, some people do unnecessary shitty hazing, and it's like, yeah, that's just being a dick. But some people have it out for your best intention of they're giving you constructive criticism, and there's a big difference between bullying and trying to help someone be better themselves by being like, hey, you're doing this shit, you're doing that, uh, you know, it's I think you need to have thick skin and like like you need definitely like you know veterans can be dicks too like everyone everyone can be an asshole there's no doubt about that but um you shouldn't have to cop outright bullying 
absolutely there's no way in hell you should ever have to copyright that um but cop that but yeah i think there you will get a lot of harsh comments about you know your character your wrestling style your you know things you'll get opinions forever from everyone everyone will have an opinion on you know what you should should be doing because you know especially coming up being new in the business um especially when i was yeah when i was coming up in the business i got a lot of you know a lot of who what's when's where's why's and not all of it was nice a lot of it was like you know you're doing this shit and you need to be able to like yeah learn the difference and kind of yeah someone's being a dick yeah you can call them out (laughs) yeah i don't know if that goes under like shaking hands like i don't know what your pet peeves are but like if someone's bullied me like I look, I won't go out of my way to shake their hand. That's oh god me. no! Oh fuck that! Yeah, <laughs> that like I don't know. It's expect. This is the thing. It's expected for me to shake their hands. Because of the yeah. heat, like getting heat and wrestling. I feel like stupid. Yeah, I've had but someone like, have heat with me backstage to the point where I finished the show, walked backstage, and they shut the door right in front of my face, and like people see it, and they don't say anything. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah I've had not shaking someone's hand before because they were an absolute asshole to me. They were an absolute dickwad. Yeah, what are we meant to do if it comes down to it's expected of you to get a spot? Yeah, you're, you're yeah. supposed to respect your veterans no matter how much of an asshole they are. Yeah, like they could come in and like slap you in the face for no reason, and you still have to like respect them and not say anything. That's how. So I, I don't know like... what kind of boat that should be like, you know. I feel like that's interesting, Zena, because like it's not being talked about in the same way that really obvious things like sexual assault, you know, we, we can as a society now at least we can be like, that's wrong and we can um we can denounce that. But yeah, I mean, I've had that experience of like when I've come to shows to help out on media or something like that, I'm expected to shake hands and I'm like, oh, like I don't I I've never understood that culture. Um and yeah, how do you address that? Like, obviously, it. I think it has a lot to do with the top down, right? Like the like, people who are in charge. I get it in a way where if you're bursting the opponent on the day just for like, you know, we have, we trust each other enough to wrestle each other. Yeah. But it's yeah, different yeah. when it's someone you'll never like, you know, go out of your way to book a match with or like but, wrestle them. But in saying that, like, um, some people, like, like I don't even know them or, like, I've never done anything to them. They don't, they choose not to shake my hand. So I'm like, how do you expect me to shake someone, like, to go up to people to shake their hands when they don't want to reciprocate the same energy? So I'm just like, there's no, like, that a whole shaking hand thing. Like, I've had, like, I've had people, like, literally come and shake everyone around me, like, their hands and then just ignore me completely, like, walk past me like I don't exist. And I'm just like, okay, like, did I do something to you? Like, and, and it's people I've never met before. So I'm just like, okay. You probably just scare them. That's why. <laughs> You're yeah, too outspoken like, for them to like you. That's the problem. They don't like people like that. And that's an issue no, but, when you speak up. They're like, you know. No, but it's not even that. It's like people I don't know, though. Like, yeah. Like, even, like, new new rookies and, the like, in, in, like, the promotion training school, like, they would shake, every, like, all the guys' hands and then they would just ignore the women and it's just, like, okay. If you or someone you know needs support, you'll find relevant helplines and links in the show notes of this episode and on our website. If you're in Australia and need crisis support, you can call Lifeline on 131114. 
Bronco Busters would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which these interviews and stories are recorded throughout the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present and emerging. We also extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the various lands on which our guests reside. Sovereignty has never been ceded. Colonial violence is ongoing and the fight for justice resides with each of us. To hear and read more from the women and queer people of pro wrestling, head to our website, bronco-busters.com, for more stories and transcripts. You can keep up with us on Facebook and Instagram at broncobustersaunz. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.